Amen? So, hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. We had a great Thanksgiving, and God is just good to us. Amen? So we're in our series, ending our series today. Um, even though it's the first Sunday, the first day of December, I, I, I wasn't through with this series, so uh, didn't, I didn't actually preach one of the Sundays in uh, November, so I'm preaching and ending this series, The Outlook of Gratitude, um, today. So, um, I, I want to give you the definition that, I've, that we've looked at each time um, concerning um, the word outlook. Outlook is a view from a particular place. And we've, we've addressed that, we've talked about that in a number of different ways. And today, I'm going to end the series talking about that view um, day to day. Last week, we discussed um, how that if, you have, if you're offended, if you've taken up an offense toward someone, that your outlook and your view is, is going to be tainted. And it's, you're always going to look through the eyes of offense to, you know, see other people in that way and, and, and it really muddies the water for you to be able to live a life that is grateful and thankful because the enemy is constantly after you being a complainer instead of being grateful and thankful. Did you hear what I said? He, he's after that. He, want, he doesn't want you to have gratitude. He, he wants you to be upset and mad at the world all the time. And we've got to break that. You know, I mean, I mean, I don't know about you, but I could be mad at people every single day. I mean, a, a dozen times a day, minimum. I could be upset and, and, and frustrated with people. We've got to break that cycle. We've got to choose to see that thing severed and cut off and given no place. Amen? So today, I'm going to just start with our foundational scriptures and a uh, and couple of different quotes that we've had. Um, <clears throat> I made this statement all through this series that you can thank your way out of anything. And you have to ask yourself that question and ask yourself, is that a true statement? Not, is it true because I know exactly how to do that and I agree 100% or whatever, but is that statement true based on the scriptures that we're reading? You can thank your way out of anything, out of any difficult time, any situation in life, you can thank your way out of it. So, I want you, again, to remind yourself as I read these foundational scriptures and a couple others, and then, uh, and then we'll get into our point today. Um, 1 Corinthians 15, 57, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. He didn't say some of the time. He didn't say when it looked like you had victory. He said, thanks be to God who through the body and the blood of Jesus Christ has liberated our lives. Amen. Right? He has given us the victory already. Thanks be to God. Another verse that we've read that's real similar, 2 Corinthians 2.14. Now, thanks be to God who always leads us in, tri leads us in triumph in Christ. 
and, and through us diffuses the fragrance of His knowledge into every place. Thanks be to God who always leads us into triumph. You know where He'll lead you to based on this series? He'll lead you to a place that enables and empowers you to view life with a grateful heart, with gratitude, with thankfulness, with appreciation, and not being unappreciative and, 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 and the lack of, of gratitude and unthankfulness trying to rule in your life. He, he has empowered us already to, to be able to look at life. He leads us to that place. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And I've said this, just reminding you, you, you realize that when you hear something four times, this is the fourth message I've preached on the outlook of gratitude. You realize when you hear something four times, a lot of times, you don't remember certain things until the fourth time. Then there's other things you won't remember if you don't go back and listen to the messages and pay attention to them. Because there's so much that we don't retain day to day that God wants us to retain, and that's why we continually hear, right? Faith in God comes by having heard from hearing. And hearing, and hearing, and hearing, and continually hearing. Faith, come, faith and trust in God comes from a continual hearing. So today, as I'm reading this passage and I'm making this statement again at least the 10th time, maybe 15 or 20, but it's this. He didn't say, give thanks for all things. He said, give thanks in all things. In other words, in the midst of whatever it is that you face, begin to thank God for how great He is and begin to thank Him for what the promises say, not what the circumstances look like. It's God's will for you and I to live our lives giving thanks in all things. So, is it a true statement? Is the statement true that I just gave you earlier? You can thank your way out of anything. Well, you've got to base it on Scripture. You've got to know that what I'm preaching to you, what I'm sharing with you today, is absolutely true. You've got to believe that. Another verse that we read last week, two verses... Uh, in Colossians 3, <clears throat> 16 and 17. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, whatever you do in word or in deed, so let's say it like this, whatever you do, in what you say, or your actions, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. 
Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do it in His name. Giving thanks to Him for how great He is. Not because of something that's going on, but how great He is to liberate me from anything that is not of Him. And how powerful that He is to to make sure that what comes to pass is what He said belongs to me. Is healing for us today. Is prosperity for us today. Is peace for us today. Is joy His will for us today. All of these things. And so much more. But that heart of thanksgiving, continual thanksgiving, how often? He said, he said in the Thessalonians passage of Scripture, he said, in everything give thanks. In everything. That means everything and at all times. And, and so that excludes any time to be ungrateful and thankful. And I'll just tell you right now, if that was easy, the whole world would be in a really good place. Because everybody would be taking easy street and be thankful for everything. We'd have to be reminded not to be overly thankful. I promise you, you're not, we're, not, we're not concerned about that today, right? You have to work hard at it. And it starts from the time that you become aware of life. Right? At about eight months old. You've got to teach a little baby. You get that, that's when it kind of begins to start where you have to teach them how to be thankful and how to share and and those kind of things you have to develop that in them if you don't they'll grow up and be little brats and then little brats become big brats i'm not calling myself a brat but little brats become big brats when you don't train them did you hear me so we have to be taught and developed No greater time than the present to be taught that, no matter if you're a little one or if you're our size. We've grown up. But that doesn't mean you grow up spiritually and you learn how to do these things. You have to be trained. What did this verse say? Let the word of Christ, let the word of God dwell in you richly. And whatever you do in word or deed, practice it every day. I mean, where are you going? How is it that you're so busy you can't practice being thankful? I mean, it's easy just to blurt out unthankful words and attitudes and those kind of things. Just practice it every day. Every time you say something. Every time something comes out of your mouth with ungrateful overtone, just shut it down, repent, and say, you know what? I'm going to change that. I'm just going to say this. And it may sound stupid. You may not even want to say it. And you know what? Don't do this around other people. People just think you're nuts. You've got to get it down in you first before you can tell and explain anybody else. Because, because when, when I'm doing it in, internally, it just kind of flows over in other people. Um, you know, early on, I mean, before I got born again, I just, I had a horrible mouth I mean a foul mouth just every word out of my mouth was foul and I got born again and that just changed I just stopped it I mean just that quick there's a lot of other things I didn't but that just like left 
And so, when I, I used to live in, in McAllen in the Rio Grande Valley, and I had a business where I worked at, I had about 15, 16 car dealerships where I would go to these dealerships and work on cars. I, it was an automotive detail business, and my, and my office was in my van. And I would go to the dealerships, and I would set up shop there and work on their cars and do stuff with them. And, uh, you know, I had a number of really good used car lots. And, you know, every Friday after 5 o'clock, I mean, it was, it was, it was three-pus time. And they, they brought out the big, uh, yes, and, and they put the grease in, you, you know, you, you tell a story. No, but you put the grease in the bottom and, the, and, the, and they throw the three-pus in. And, they, and man, you know, I, I can eat three-pus if they fry them really hard. You know what I'm saying? Get all the juice out of the middle of them. <laughs> and they were really good, and you put them in corn tortillas that somebody made, and whoo, man, you know. And, I, and I'd just come around, and I'd go around and, 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 and hang out, and had really, had, to this day, have some amazing friends down there, you know. Every time I see them, it's just like, it's old home week, you know. Every time I go down there and I see them. But when I would come around, I didn't cuss. And I never said anything to them, you know. I wasn't, I wasn't a pastor in those days. I mean, I was in ministry. I was part of a church and did a, you know, I loved my church. And, and, I, and I was head, Becky and I were head over the uh, uh, small groups. And we had small group in our house. And we'd invite people and do those kind of things. And, but but I, just, I just shared things with people, you know, on, on the lots. And, 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 but when I would walk up, they wouldn't cuss. It's, it's, it's the end. You, you, you don't have to force other people to be grateful and thankful. It just kind of oozes out off of you onto them. And you know what happens is, listen, if they don't cuss just because you're around, you know, that, that's not going to hold in the long run because when you're not around, then they do whatever. But over time, they'll be aware of it. You realize that people that, that cuss people that use the F word or something in front of you and you, you're shocked or whatever, they don't even realize they're using it the way you think they're using it. You ever thought about that? You get mad at people because they don't do everything the way you think they should do it? No, don't freak out about people. Just love them. And just live the life and what is in you will ooze out on them and affect their lives in an amazing way. You don't really have to tell people anything if you're living the life. If you're living a grateful and a thankful life, I mean, and, and you get around. Um, the, the, the other night in one, in one of our, uh, in our, uh, what's our class called? Huh? Life, recovery. life recovery class that we're, we started now, uh, 12-step class. In that class, I, I was sharing a little bit of this, and, and w- one of the gals kind of piped up, and she goes, you know, that's kind of, Pollyanna-ish. And I said, you know, that's a good point. That is kind of like Pollyanna, you know? She found good in everything, right? Remember, nobody knows Pollyanna. Okay, anyway, <clears throat> and, I, and I said, uh, that's really cool because I really like that movie. You know, I used to watch it with my kids all the time, and then I would want to watch it when they didn't, you know? I mean, I, I really liked it. I, I liked the way she was so positive about everything. And it is. And, 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 and somebody else that is kind of being challenged in that just because a couple things that I said made that comment, that was a real honest comment. 
being thankful for everything and if that thankfulness comes out of your mouth because something went on well you know i know that's bad but you know i'm just grateful that this didn't happen people look at you like yeah man you need to be complaining about that i mean they, they don't necessarily say that but they're thinking that your life will affect people in amazing ways when you have this outlook this this focus on gratitude and everything you see you're grateful for you find the good in everything that's what Pollyanna did anyway go watch the movie you'll know what I'm talking about so I want to end today with about three how many I don't know five passages anyway I want to end though in in today I'm not ending this moment but I'm ending it with adding this verse of scripture Matthew 6 and I'm reading this out of the New Living Translation Matthew 6 and verse 22 it says <clears throat> your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body when your eye is healthy and that word eye there is has to do with your conscience When that is healthy, your whole body is full of light. But when your eye is unhealthy, when your conscience is unhealthy, when you're full of all kinds of ungrateful attitudes and things that have happened to you, I mean, everybody, everybody has had stuff in their life happen to them that you can be ungrateful and unthankful for. That you can can be, uh, you know, hold grudges and have unforgiveness toward people everybody's got it but he's saying if you clean that up how you clean it up by what it just said in the verse before let the word of christ dwell in you richly you let how do i do that by what we've talked about all year long by developing a daily routine of the word of god it begins to clean your conscience up he said here in this Matthew but when your eye is unhealthy when you're and I'm just all I'm talking about today is gratitude when you when you have no gratitude when you're ungrateful and 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 you're not appreciative of all that God has done you're, you're focused on the things that are not happening or haven't happened in your life that's where all your focus is then you're unhealthy mentally and he said it'll affect your whole body and it causes your whole body to be filled with darkness. And if the light that you think you have is actually darkness, the question is, how deep is the darkness? How deep does that thing go? If you think you have a right to be ungrateful, and you actually, in whatever way you dream that up, you think that it's okay to be ungrateful because of what someone else did to you, then you think that is okay, so you think that is light. And he said, when you think you have light, but it's really darkness, then the question is, if you're thinking like that, then how deep does that go? And the answer to what we're talking about today is gratefulness is developing that focus, that view 
of gratefulness everywhere you go. Learning, and the only way you do that is to change the way you think, and the only way you change the way you think is by changing what you say. And it's not, this isn't mind over matter. This is the Word of God and what God, what God says in His Word changing the experiences of the past in your life trying to rule the way you think and then trying to rule what your body does. Because he said right here, but when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is full of darkness. In other words, when, you're, when you have an ungrateful attitude and you have a complaining attitude and you're looking at all that you don't have and you're meditating on that, it's, it's affecting the way you feel, it's affecting what you do, it's affecting where you go. You know that when, when you're ungrateful, you, you are being ruled by fear in many different ways. Decisions that you make will be made out of fear when you're ungrateful and you allow that ungrateful spirit to remain, that darkness to remain, and it will affect you in ways that we, I, I, I'm not even medically smart enough to know how it will affect your body. But you get rid of that, and you bring the light on the inside of you, it affects not only your mind, not only your spirit man, it affects your whole body, and your whole body can get well. Your whole body can get well. You don't realize how much what you meditate on affects everything about you. And I'm telling you today, you can thank your way out of anything. I mean, you, you, some of you, you need to type that out in big, bold letters and put it all over your house. I, and, and put it in the first person. I am thanking my way out of every dark situation. Something like that. I put it all over the house. When I, when I, want, when I need something done, I, I, ha, I have to see it everywhere. I have to see it. I have to hear it. I have to be speaking it multiple times a day, declaring what God says is true because I'm working on something. I'm getting rid of that darkness that is trying to contaminate and affect everything in my life. And it's not just about me. Right? But all my friends in the valley, when we ate truthfuls together and I didn't cuss and it affected their life, it's affected their life even to this day. And over time... They wanted to know about Jesus, and I had several Bible studies that I had in car dealerships because they asked me to teach what I knew. And I never preached to any of them. But there was something about my life that they wanted more of, and, you know, to teach us whatever. And in most of those Bible studies, none of those people were saved. And I can't tell you how many people from those Bible studies, got born again and are living for God even to this day. That I talk to, I, I pastor a lot of them even to this day. They live down there and I, I, I pastor them because they look to me for advice and help. But that's the way that it just works with it, with all of us. When there's something real on the inside of us and it's overflowing, it affects people in a positive way. That's how we win the world. I'm just telling you this. I've never met a person to this day that if they knew my God like I know my God, 
that their life would not be turned around. Haven't met one yet. I was just out of town for Thanksgiving and I met a bunch of people that don't know my God. And all they need is my God. And you, you know what I'm saying that like? I'm saying that, okay, they think they know about God and a lot of them, they don't like God because of where, how they think God is. But I'm just saying, if they know my God the way I know my God, you can't resist it. I mean... Somebody said, well, you know, you've got to protect yourself from backsliding. To what? Huh? Once you taste how good it is. I'm not saying you don't protect yourself and you don't walk soberly and those kind of things. But that becomes a natural thing. Why would I want to do something that's going to offend him? No. And when people see that, that you're doing it because you want to do it, not because... You know, somebody in the church is going to be mad at you or kick you out or do some ugly thing to you. No, because it's real. Then it changes people's lives. They see you're doing it and you have a relationship with something you can't even see and it just shocks them. I'm just telling you today, that all comes from changing the way I think. That's come in my life from changing the way I think by my daily routine and giving thanks and glory to God in everything that I do because it's the will of God. Not giving thanks to God for things, but giving thanks to God in the midst of everything. Wow. And it works every single time. Can you say amen? Amen. So, I made this point last week and I'm just reminding you of this. If you constantly feel unappreciated or taken advantage of, it's the direct result of your outlook or your view. Unappreciated is an antonym or, or the opposite of gratitude. It's one of them. If you feel unappreciated and taken advantage of, it's a direct result of your outlook and your view, and that has to change, and only you can change it. I can help you. Someone else can help you to change it, encourage you. This is what you have to do. But you have to de- develop a daily routine of the Word to get that stuff out of you. That unappreciated thing, oh, it's just everywhere in, in our nation. In our nation, it, it's just, it, it, it's, it's, it runs rampant. And, and listen to me, when you give in to that thing, you're giving in to a spirit that's trying to take over this nation, but it will never take over this nation because I'm here. <laughs> and and you've got to have that attitude that you're here, and because you're here, it'll never take over this nation. I mean, it may appear to, and the news may try to f- tell you that this is all happening. No, not going to happen because I'm here. And there's been times in the Bible when God turned a nation for one. God would have turned a nation for ten. Hmm? Everybody say, I'm one. And my nation is turned toward God because of me. And you've got to have that attitude. If anything good's going to happen on planet Earth, it's going to happen through me. I didn't say everything's going to happen through me. I said if anything good's going to happen, it's going to happen through me. But if we all have that attitude, then everywhere we go, good things will happen. 
No one said it's easy. No one said you don't have to deal with ungrateful and unthankful people everywhere. Everywhere you go, you deal with them all the time and they want to get under your skin and they want to get you to say the wrong things and be ungrateful and thankful. It's everywhere. If it's easy, people would be making money at it. So we have to view that and see through God's Word how important it is that we have that grateful and, and thankful attitude. Isaiah 26.3 You will, this is in the New Living, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Mm. Mm. All whose thoughts are fixed on you. What happens? Perfect peace. And then you know this verse of Scripture that we read last week. A few times we've read. Philippians 4 and verse 6. Be anxious for nothing. And he gives you the way to be anxious for nothing. Be anxious about how much? Well, just a couple things a day. No, nothing. How do you do it? In everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And what? The peace of God. Isaiah 26, 3, He will keep you in perfect peace who trust in and whose thoughts are fixed on Him. And you change your thoughts by changing your words. Someone shout Amen. Verse 8, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue in anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. <laughs> yeah, right. <clears throat> but that's what he said. And how do you do that? By changing what you say. I, 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 I'm not, I can't get off of that. I'm just saying to you, you'll never change what you think by trying. <sighs> you, you'll get whiplash in your neck. Literally. You'll never change what you think by trying. You change what you think by changing what you say. So, today I'm ending this in 1 Corinthians 10. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 30. In Paul's day, whew, God bless Paul. Man. Man, they came after him about everything. And so he had to spend a whole chapter talking about food. Because they were all freaked out about eating this kind of food and that kind of food. They, they got freaked out about washing their hands before they did anything, you know. What, I mean, you know, you ought to wash your hands before you, after you do something that's, not, that's dirty. I mean, wash your hands. But they got all freaked out about washing their hands about this and doing this thing and not eating this and not eating that. And oh my gosh. And, and, it, and so finally he comes down to this. And I feel like this relates to what we're talking about so you have to see in what I'm going to say here, and it actually says not only in food, but in anything else. So Paul says this, but if I partake with thanks, like for the food he's eating, 
Why am, I, why am I evil spoken of for the food over which I give thanks? Therefore, whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, sound like the Colossians verse, whatever you do in word or deed, right? Whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Give no offense either to the Jews or the Greeks or the church of God. And what he's talking about here is food. People all freaked out and they're eating the wrong stuff and they didn't, wasn't prayed over. Certain things weren't, um, you know, certain things had to be kosher and they had the priest had to do stuff with it. I mean, it was just, it was, it was just overdone. And, and Paul's trying to say, listen, Jesus liberated us from this. If you have convictions about certain things, do that. But don't put that on everybody else, Right? If, if um, this is a bad example, but you know, you'll understand what I'm saying. If you're a woman and you were taught to cover your head, because the Bible in the Old Testament talks about the covering of the head, and there's an honor to that. If you did that in your life and you have conviction about that, do that. If you're convicted and there's something that you see in giving honor and glory to God and covering your head, do that, but don't judge other people. See, that's what Paul's saying. Well, why are you still judging? I'm, okay, I prayed over the food. Why are you still judging me? No, don't go around judging what everybody does and what, what's not like you. I mean, I, mean, I mean, how boring would it be if we were all like you? Huh? We're just different people. And the more, oh man, the more that my life is like his, because he's changing me, then I don't have to, it doesn't matter what other people think. I don't wake up in the morning and thinking, well, you know, I'm going to see Eric today and I'm going to see if I can offend him. I don't wake up thinking that. But let's say I came here and uh, Eric doesn't like black shoes. I'll get past with those black shoes. Well, if, if he comes and he tells me he doesn't like black shoes and, you know, a pastor shouldn't wear black shoes, I don't know, you know, he, he, he may say something like that, then, okay, uh, let me take those off. Well, well two weeks later, he's not going to like something else. See, you can never please people. And why would we even try? And Paul's trying to say this, you know, get rid of this attitude. He said, I thank God for this food, and, I'm, and, and he's honest with it. I'm thanking God in, in all these things. So all the other stuff really doesn't matter. And he says this, give no offense either to the Jew or the Greek or the church of God or the Baptist church or that church or this group or that or whatever, right? Just as I also, um, just as I also please all men in all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many that they may be saved, right? So Paul's saying, you know what, I'm not about myself, but I can't be overly concerned about what you think because if I do, then I'm not becoming like him. But I'm in this thing to see people saved, so I'm going to help people and try to do things, but not to the point that my attitude is judgmental and I'm, and I'm criticizing people and I'm this way to people and all that kind of thing. Paul said, no, I, I'm here to allow what's in me to come out of me, and people will be pleased with that. You know why? Because look at the first verse of chapter 11. Imitate me 
just as I also imitate Christ. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. Not one time in the Gospels did I ever find Jesus complaining about anything. Not one time. Not one time did I find him complaining about anything that something didn't go his way. Something didn't relate to him and, you know, you know what, Father? People are just not appreciating me. Hmm? Thank God he didn't have that attitude in the garden. Or you and I would be destined for hell. I'm telling you today, he had a grateful and a thankful heart. And you know what I'm saying beyond that? I'm saying that I so believe in this, that as you see me with a grateful heart, follow after what I do. You see anything in God in my life that you can live after, follow that. You see me on the side of the road in Kerrville chewing some guy out, ignore it. But you see me acting like him because, man, I'm living my life to act like him. I'm following him. And you see me like him, follow that. And the God of peace will be with you. Paul said that. The God of peace shall rule and control your heart and your mind. Can you say amen to that?